sometimes I'm smart. <laughs> sometimes I know things. Most of the time I just get paint on my dick. While I'm working. Understandable. Why are you rubbing your dick up against everything at work? See, there's uh, glory holes the at work. And so I don't doubt that. Because they paint over the, the graffiti in the bathroom stalls. Call on, kids. Paint on my dick. Yep, that's how it works. Welcome back to Dime Comic Bros Podcast. Buy by a comic that might cost more than a dime. Come meet the brothers who are here to waste your time. Oh, for sure. You got poopy dick. You got, um, you got fucking whore face. You got, um, short and thick. This is Colin cakes. trying to name his children. <laughs> Welcome back to Dime Comic Bros Podcast. Uh, this is a weird opening. He wanted to steal it from me. Well, welcome back to the Dime Comic Bros <laughs> Podcast. This is a very strange opening. All three of us are here. Doing queer. the show. That is true. That's weird. Does that make me not queer, then? You're super straight. Sure. Uh, it is officially the first episode of December. We have to put the, the spicy holiday jingle on this episode. Right after talking about it. <laughs> we like to get books for cheap sometimes what 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 are you talking about boys shut up <laughs> you fucking whores <laughs> we're fucking retarded <laughs> stop talking about women it's comic book time uh we like to get stuff on the cheap hence the name we like to share our books pass them around like the town bicycle uh, we just run a train through our books. Yeah. Uh, sure. So it's a news week. News! News! Uh, I have no pants on. It is a news, nude, nude news dudes episode. Starting off with... To uh, be fair, Colin's the only one that you could argue doesn't have pants on because his thighs are out. This is true. Starting off uh, from Polygon.com. Through Polyamorous. The- uh, my gosh. <laughs> through the multiverse of Marvel Comics, there are many different versions of Frank Castle. He's been a pacifist monk, a fisherman, and Wonder Woman's husband. But among all these Franks, there's one who is the most, just the most, and that's the Cosmic Ghost Rider. It was during a Marvel DC crossover. Oh, okay! What the fuck? Polygon is excited to announce, courtesy of Marvel Comics, that the dumbest, best version of Frank Castle will ride again in Cosmic Ghost Rider, a new ongoing series from writer Stephanie Phillips from Harley Quinn and artist Juan Cabal from Guardians of the Galaxy. Technically, Cosmic Ghost Rider is a version of Frank Castle who is the only human survivor in a universe where Thanos rule... Where Thanos... Uh, where Than... Oh my gosh, that's a bad sentence. Retard. No, it's not. You're just... Am I retarded? Yes. Where Thanos rule, ruled who made a... That doesn't sound oh, right. Oh, I see. Who made a deal with Mephisto to get revenge and later teamed up with Galactus's Herald, collecting all the powers of a serial killer, the Ghost Rider, and the Silver <laughs> Surfer. In practice, he's an absolute idiot in an over-the-top outfit who uses his abilities to do things like go back in time and try to raise Thanos to be a nice person. Vengeance Reawakened begins Marvel's official summary of the series' first issue, with appropriate bombast. In a far-flung corner of deep space, Frank Castle has eked out a quiet existence, his days as cosmic ghostwriter finally behind him. But across the universe, a vicious bounty hunter is leaving a trail of bodies in his wake, and his name is Cosmic Ghostwriter? When Frank's peaceful existence is shattered, he must suit up once more and face his most savage enemy yet, himself. Be there for the start of a sprawling space adventure with, a cosmi- with shocking twists and turns in the saga of Cosmic Ghostwriter. 
Cosmic Ghost Rider number one will hit comic shelves sometime in March 2023. This sounds like a Wolverine-type story, and I'm very looking forward to it. It's been it's kind of cool that they took a break with Cosmic Ghost Rider for yeah. a minute, because he had an ongoing and then crossed over with a bunch of stuff, and then they kind of shelved him for the past, like, 12 months. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So that's cool. Blech. Okay, that's Co- a noise. <laughs> Cosmic Ghost Rider is pretty cool. Yes. I've only read one comic that he's in. He's kind of like a... Uh, he's got the humor of a Deadpool, but in screen. I would say closer I, to Lobo. But I, read, right, yeah. I read him... Extremely I, Lobo-ish. I read the story of him and Wolverine in Black, White, and Blood. That's a... Yeah. The little short story. Yeah. That was, that was fun. He's yeah. very... I like that one. You'd, you'd like him. He's very over the top. His, the, those two... <laughs> it's literally... What if I took the Thanos baby and I made him good? It's retarded. It's great. He's you. He is He's you. Yes. He <laughs> was about to say it anyways. That's you. It's you. Yes. I love that. This is a really long one. I'll get it for you. Colin. Thank God okay. you are a we, saint. We can split this. I really tried to cut it down. It is just a big article. We can split this in half, too. Because that's a lot. Oh, my God. Colin, it has a lot of names, so you're not doing that. Oh, oh, fuck. How many paragraphs is there? Hold on. <laughs> Three, okay. four, five. Okay, fine. Fuck it. From DC. Dot com. DC Comics. Did you? Did you? <laughs> I said you did right. say come. I didn't say come either. You always say you come. You guys are gaslighting me. <laughs> you always say come. No, I don't. Like, DC.com. Come. Maybe that's just, just come. Maybe that's just how my voice works. When he said polygon.com and you started to speak, I was like, oh no, not this again. You <laughs> spat out polyamorous. <laughs> polyamorous. It's a Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> it's an it's evol- like a little it's an evolution on top of monogamous. Monogamous. Base form. Yes, it's like a diglet. There's I'm one and now there's three. There's one, now there's three. Polyamorous. Continue, please. DC Comics is embarking on a year-long storytelling initiative. Dawn of DC. Dawn of Justice? Dawn of DC. Dawn of these nuts? Stop interrupting! It's a long way! <laughs> Following the events of Dark Crisis on Infinite Earths and DC Universe colon Lazarus Planet, the world's superheroes have emerged from the biggest, most devastating battles of their lives and are reinvigorated in the, their fights against evil. With epic new storylines, over 20 exciting <clears throat> new titles, superstar creative teams, and villains that will push the heroes beyond their limits in bold adventures, this line-wide multi-event narrative initiative kicks off with January's Action Comics number 1051. 1,051. Not 1,052, you know, like 52. I'm going to kill myself. There's the door. <laughs> Leave. Can I go to the Watchmen universe through that door? No, but you can make us another cup, <laughs> another pot of coffee. <laughs> <laughs> he thinks I'm kidding. I'll do it when this <laughs> article is over. <laughs> All year long, DC will be celebrating the classic characters while also embracing the next generation of new heroes as we're going to need everyone to help fight against the darkness. Dawn of DC will shine the spotlight on a number of fan favorite superheroes and supervillains uh, that haven't been front and center for some time. With bold new directions for some of DC's biggest characters, such as Batman, Superman, Nightwing, Harley Quinn, and Poison Ivy, Dawn of DC is an easy entry point for both lifelong readers and those picking up a comic for the first time to dive into the new stories. 
Over 20 new comic titles will be launching throughout 2023 as part of Dawn of DC featuring Hal Jordan, Jon Stewart, Shazam, The Doom Patrol, Green Arrow, You're fucking gay. Fuck you. Cyborg, and The Penguin, and more. Spinning directly out of Lazarus Planet, the world's strangest superheroes are saving the world by saving its monsters. In the team's first mainline series in over a decade, the Doom Patrol returns in Unstoppable Doom Patrol by Dennis Culver and Chris Barnum, available in March. They have orange suits now. Much excited. It's been 10 years since the last Doom Patrol comic. Clark and John won't be the only Kent family members with their own series. The 2022 DC Round Robin winning Superboy colon The Man of Tomorrow by Kenny Porter and Janoy Lindsay will launch in April. Holy shit, it has been 10 years. Since like Young Animal? Yeah, the Young Animal one. Wow! That was the last one. Determined to find his place in a strange universe, Connor Kent slash Superboy leaves Earth behind, but his journey of self-discovery brings him face-to-face with a group of freedom fighters who challenge not just everything Connor stands for, but what it means to bear the Superman crest. Green Lantern fans will have their pick of Green Lanterns in 2023 when when both Green Lantern colon Hal Jordan and Green Lantern colon Jon Stewart fly into comic book shops. Green Lantern colon Hal Jordan by Mariko Tamaki and an artist yet to be announced will be available in April. They better get on that. April, come quick. Fan favorite Hal Jordan returns to Earth and to his blockbuster superhero action storytelling roots. Spinning out of that series and launching later in the year, Green Lantern colon John Stewart is by writer Philip Kennedy Johnson and an artist to be announced at a later date. The beloved John Stewart gets back to basics as the military-trained, gritty, but heroic Green Lantern. Sounds like people don't like drawing Green Lanterns. Oliver Queen. Don't look at me like that. Don't look at me like that. You'll get another drawing challenge. Colin, you haven't finished the last one. Fuck you. Uh, fuck you. I've been sick. It's been three weeks. As if comic no, artists... It's been three weeks since yeah, we talked about that book. Because Wolverine uh, is next week and that makes four weeks. Well, we don't know when I'm going to get the uh, draw the comic book, but the script is done and the uh, cover sketch is done. So I just need to do that. Right. Oliver Queen has been lost since Dark Crisis on Infinite Earths, and his family is determined to find him. But there are dangerous forces just as determined to keep them apart at any cost. Green Arrow by writer Joshua Williamson and artist Sean Izaxi, Izaxe, which launches in April, is an action-packed adventure across the DC universe that sets the stage for major stories in 2023. Big things happen, comics go that didn't say anything. A classic title returns with tales of the Dark Knight and core stories building out Dawn of DC. Coming in May, Batman colon The Brave and the Bold features top writers and artists, including the king himself, Tom King, Mitch Garads, or Gerads, Gillum. Gillum March, uh, Gabriel Hardman, Dan Mora, Rob Williams, and more. Dark Crisis on Infinite Earths 
forever changed Victor Stone, and now, as Dawn of DC rises, he might just hold the secret to Earth's future. He gets his own series, Cyborg, in May, from a talent team that will be revealed at a later date. <laughs> this is rough. <laughs> Comics come soon. More information come. 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 The creative team behind the smash hit Batman slash Superman colon World's Finest, writer Mark Wade and artist Dan Mora, is reunited once again on Shazam, available in June. Billy Batson is back as the champion in the action comedy comic about a boy with powers that rival Superman's and a whole lot of growing up left to do. Same. Colin, you feel me? Yes. We'll see Shazam hanging out at the Rock of Eternity, his secret clubhouse that can travel through space and time, as well as punching dinosaurs in the face, seeing how long he can hold his breath on the moon and getting into wild and fun adventures with his tiger, Takitani, by his side. What does that mean? Colin's excited for a book about a boy. I thought he was excited for dinosaurs getting punched in the face, because they deserve it. <laughs> dinosaurs deserve it. Yeah, but that's why their line ended. This is true. No feathers. <laughs> feathers are gay. Dinosaurs are another acceptable racism. Yes. <laughs> oh my fucking word. True. That's why I don't like birds. Birds are all dinosaurs. <gasps> After escaping Gotham City and his criminal past to happily retire to Metropolis, the Penguin is forced back into organized crime by the U.S. government. The feathered felon and Gotham City will never be the same. Spinning out of the pages of eh, spinning out of the pages of Batman, the Penguin working title will be available in June from writer Tom King and artist Stefano Gadiano, known for The Walking Dead. Just in time for his 30th anniversary, John Henry Irons must bring Metropolis into the future while trusting his niece Natasha to carry the mantle of steel. It's kind of like Mufasa, you gotta say it like that. Natasha! Natasha! Steelworks will be available in June from a talent team that will be revealed at a later date. Stay tuned <clears> as <throat> more from Dawn of DC, including the titles releasing in the second half of 2023, will be announced soon. Whew. I like that most of these are not Batman books. I think this this comes across... I think I texted you guys when I found the announcement. This feels like a small adjustment to Infinite Frontier rather than a another overhaul because Infinite Frontier was 2021 and 2022 so far, and this has a similar vibe. They're aiming for a lot more character-based stuff with a lot of legacy characters and, like, easy hopping on points. The Penguin is a really weird one. That like, is very it, out of left field. It's fine that he's getting a run, but you're doing the greats of... The Justice League and the Penguin? It's a weird lineup, but yeah. there's going to be more, too, so it might flesh out a lot more other characters like that. Um, Doom Patrol, very excited for that. Yes. I might actually follow that concurrently. Uh, I'm the, not surprised. The last one was the Gerard Way and Nick Darrington run from Young Animal in, like, 2012, 2013. Yeah. That was really good. Um, Cyborg, getting another book, is cool. And Dan Mora and Mark Wade hopping onto Shazam is, like, a match made in heaven. Hmm. It's it's I like that this is kind of chill. It's like we're doing a new relaunch, but it's not like it's massive not reboot stuff. It's again. just right. It's just we're gonna tweak a few things and we're adding some more books. That's a lot of they said twenty plus new books over the next year. That's a lot of stuff. I'm sure half of them are miniseries, but still. You remember that time when 
Infinite Frontier was going to be the end of DC printing any books and it was just going to be all digital. Remember a guy said that one time and he was like, mark my words? No, Colin wasn't here for that. And then they come out and they say, we're doing so much extra this year. To be fair, this is a good thing because it means that they're doing well enough sales-wise that they feel comfortable launching a lot more books that aren't Batman books. Because Infinite Frontier has been pretty good for the most part. It has still been very, very, very Bat-family-centric. I was surprised that there's, like, no Batman news in there. So yeah, there's, like, good. two things that are Batman-adjacent. Colin, you reek. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> I will definitely be reading this Green Arrow book as it comes out, though. I've been waiting for a new Green Arrow book for a, a while now, and now that the whole family's back together and looking... For Oliver, I'm, I'm very excited for this. From HollywoodReporter.com, Marvel Studios' Blade is being unsheathed once more, this time with a whole new creative team. <laughs> nice. Jan Damage. Spencer, young Damage. Spencer wants to die. <laughs> Jan Damage, who directed the pilots of HBO's boundary-pushing horror series Lovecraft Country, has come abroad to helm the vampire action thriller that still has Mahershala, Mahershala Ali attack, attached to star. Can you read today? Are you okay? No, dude. Your intonation slept. is insane. I haven't slept. Meanwhile, <sighs> Michael Starbury, who earned an Emmy a nomination for penning an episode of Ava DuVernay's drama when they see us has been hired to pen a brand new script for the feature wow what the fuck the new team puts the project back on track after losing its original director Basam Tariq yeah uh Magul in September the parting of ways was due to creative differences of course and occurred suddenly as the project was in pre-production and heading towards a November production start in Atlanta. Rather than jamming another director in something that clearly needed an overhaul, Marvel pressed pause for a deeper look under the hood. That meant a page one rewrite for the project, which had labored in the screenwriting phase. Ali, Ali was personally involved in selecting the writer, according to sources. So this has been in development hell for a while now, and we were getting really scared, especially because the main actor is a really good choice, probably, and uh, he was getting pissy about it. And now that he has helped in the choice of the director and they are rewriting it and just starting all over, this is probably very, very good. Yes, apparently it's still going to be hitting its um, current release date anyways. Yeah, so, uh, Late 2024. That's doable. Okay, I, I guess. still think I still think make it a, spe- a feature presentation, but, you know, fine. Make it a big movie. Bunch of gay lords. From comicbook.com, an entire live-action Spider-Man TV universe is on the way, starting with the upcoming series Silk Spider Society, which is in the works at Amazon slash MGM and studio Sony Pictures Television. This Silk TV series will have Walking Dead universe writer slash producer Angela Kang serving as showrunner as part of her overall deal with Amazon Studios. As previously rumored, Silk will also mark a partnership between Sony and Amazon in order to build a suite of live-action television series based on the Sony Pictures universe of Marvel characters, which includes over 900 characters. Silk Spider Society will debut domestically on MGM+, formerly Epic's uh, channel, followed by a global launch on Prime Video. 
Here's the series description for Silk Spider Society via Amazon Studios and Sony. Based on characters created by Dan Slott and hum, uh, Humberto Ramos, uh, Silk Spider Society is inspired by the Marvel comics and follows Cindy Moon, a Korean-American woman bitten by the same spider that pit, bit Peter Parker as she escapes imprisonment and searches for her missing family on her way to becoming the superhero known as Silk. How are they going to do this without a Spider-Man in their universe? What the fuck? Sony, stop! Please! I like how they're trying to launch it on MGM first. That just got bought out. Mm-hmm. And then it's going to Amazon. Like, literally, you're trying to compete with Amazon? Yeah. That that makes zero sense. You're going, going to get zero new subscribers for this. Everybody's just going to go, oh, I got Prime anyway. Or, oh, I'd rather just pay for Prime anyway. Right. This is probably going to be bad. I do like Silk, though. But this is going to be bad. I feel like this is that. Th- there were rumors about this sort of a project lineup a couple of years ago originally um i think this is them trying to hop on the disney plus making shows around the movies thing so they're years past due and the disney plus shows have had a lukewarm reception on the whole so this is retarded yep wow sony's doing more bad choices who could have guessed you know who's not doing bad choices the one disney plus show that is kind of breaking everything in my brain and my heart uh andor the finale episode 12 of season one i didn't get to finish it Colin, can we're gonna play a game? You ready? Mm-hmm. Guess the character when I say my mommy. Um, uh, I can't remember her name, but it was the girl that was interrogated. S- nailed it. Uh, Spencer's mommy. Uh, Mothma. No, because we have the mommy or mother, which is Mothma. That is Mothma. Okay. So then you still have Spencer's mommy, and then um. Not your mommy? That's not your mommy? That is our mommy. Yeah. Our mother. 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 She is the mother of all mothers. Yes. His mommy. Yes, my mommy. Which one is his mommy? I don't remember any other mommies in the show. It's her cousin. The blonde one. The lesbian? Yeah. Of course. You know, that was my first thought. I'm like, no, she's... there's kind of no point, because she's a lesbian. Like, oh, like, and then there was Father. Yes, the is... fictional characters in a fictional universe are out of my reach because their sexuality doesn't line up. Yeah. Bruh! <laughs> yeah. It has to be sexuality. Oh, also. and then the and wife. And there's Father. And what? The, the waifu, right? Yeah. And then the, and then there's my mommy's waifu, who's, yeah, yeah. who's the, the... I didn't know any of the characters' the names. emotionally distant. So yes. we were watching this Kids last night, that. and I was referring to them as my mommy, your mommy, the mommy, or the mother. Mother. Wait, who's my mommy? The waifu. When he says your mommy, he means my mommy. Yeah, when okay. I was talking with him about okay. what we were watching. And then we have... And then the father. Yes. Without getting into any major spoilers for this episode, for the sake of Colin, um, Things... this finale landed this fucker. Like... Shit explodes. Shit explodes. Uh, lots of stuff happens. All yeah, the action like comes it together. It took a really long time for shit to explode. It just built, built the tension. I, the tension was much good. Uh, they read the, basically the Communist Manifesto out loud, which I thought was very funny. They finally got to the, the book that the kid was writing. Um, you have the, the, the incel. Incel man saves Save. the spy lady, and now they're going to team up and be extra bad and fashy, so that's going to be scary. I was waiting for her to kill him, just so that you had extra reasons to hate her. Um... And or basically, you, Kat- were, you were waiting for them to kiss. Which I was, was another, joking. <laughs> another reason to hate her. Um, and Cassian's with the with the rebellion. Is that your mommy, the mean blonde lady? Oh my gosh, Colin! 
This, okay, she will literally. She's a she space will, Nazi. She's okay. gonna kill you. I know. I know. Okay. Hold on. on hold on. And I know I'm a Jew, so this makes it work. Oh my god. So, it, she definitely was for like the beginning part of like us seeing her. I'm like, damn, she's kind of mean. I like it. This is terrible that we have. <laughs> this is very bad. Um, All our moms are represented. <laughs> it's great. Um, I. But also, Mothma's probably like actually my mom. I know she's our mother. Oh, yeah, yeah. She but like she's she's my mommy. She can pick mama. me up. Um, I like that it's like it's it wraps up a lot of the plot lines from this season, but it does clearly lead into season two, which we're not getting for a year and a half. I'm gonna die immediately. So, what we got was you know I've been saying this whole show for the past like two months. This is the reason I have to live. This is this is like peak Star Wars. This is like the best shit ever. And then the second the credits hit. I looked over to Jacob and I was like, I'm gonna fucking kill myself. <laughs> Cause now my next strict I wanna fucking kill myself. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be twenty twenty four before we get the second season. That's fine, cause what, next year we get Mando? Yeah, Mando is in January and the week. Oh fuck it. yeah! January, it might be February, but it's coming uh, soon. It's dude, just it's, it I've been waiting for Mando. It's really good. After credit scene, by the way. There, there is one after Make sure credit you scene. Watch for it's it. very nice. Um, it is a nice little detail on a scene that really I'm surprised Spencer is okay with it existing. It fits. Yes, it, it fits. I know it Mis fits. Mr. I don't like the credits. Whatever he said was probably an accurate representation of me. Yes, I really like this episode. He ran out of glass onion and skipped the pretty credits, and I felt like I had to follow him. <laughs> you deserve that. Sorry, I didn't want to sit in the sea of Marvel-brained retards waiting for a post-credit scene. I didn't hear all that shit, but there's pretty credit art. Excuse me. It's on Netflix. We can watch it whenever now. It's just there. Has it hit Netflix yet? Because it hadn't when you said it last That's time. The it's a Netflix movie. Last Onion? Yes. Yes. Anywho, very good finale. You'll like it. Mm -hmm. They do They do all the smashing. It doesn't get too big, and that was something I'm pleased about. I was hoping it wasn't going to get too explosive -y. Still not on Netflix. I don't know. Look up the fucking date. Google it. Um, yeah, good shit. Very, good shit. Very, very touching scene. Much touchy. Where, where funerals... Combine like a car crash. Very nice. cool. That was that was really nice. The, they used the geography of the town very well. I dig it. I really, uh, in addition to the funeral procession stuff, I appreciate how much of this series has been focusing on different um, different planets and different like cultures and religions and their local ceremonies and stuff. Because this is like the fourth thing we've had in twelve episodes. They kill Father Skarsgård. Uh, mm -hmm. ma our mother kicks kills her husband. Um, he's lying. The the ma ma Mothma's daughter becomes queen of another planet. Yeah, okay. Jacob's just going off. She she becomes queen of the Ewoks. She's. <laughs> I, I, I have. I do have a little small detail I noticed. <laughs> queen of the furries. So, the word climb. Yes. This happens, chair's killing me. I'm sorry. A lot, and it's the last word. That we hear from his droid buddy in Rogue One. Yes. They use it a lot. Climb. Specifically mm -hmm. climb when they could say other words. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I just think it's cool that they use that a lot. I, That's the, like the thing that they use. The stuff with this se this season, it, this was kind of let in beforehand. We knew it wasn't going to be filled with Easter eggs and cameos and stuff. Mm -hmm. The very small amount of fan service, quote unquote, that, that you can see that's there is either 
Jacob's trying to grab my finger. Um, it's either like hyper obscure, wow, that's one of Padme's headdresses in this store type stuff, or it's a lot. They're Star doing Killer's a lot of helmet, right? Shit. Like stuff like that. That's very. It's it's not. There's no attention drawn to it. It's just set dressing stuff, no, which, and is, I like which I really like. And it's they're drawing parallels between stuff, but they're not overdoing it by wow. They show the two shots next to each other, and then you can see that they're the same. It's mm-hmm. like it's just letting you figure it out on your own. And I really this show doesn't hold your hand. There's um. Uh, the pistol, like I was trying to tell you about yesterday. Pew. Um, the, 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 the Cassian Andor's pistol is the same pistol that the the badass from from the Dark Forces game has that yeah. everybody loves, and he hasn't been brought to the actual canon Star Wars. It's Dark because Forces. his um, I can't remember his name, but yeah, he's basically been either. he's he's basically in canon just in other characters. He's been. His his bits have been pulled apart and put in other people. That's disgusting. I know. <sighs> I happy. Much good show. Best Star Wars. One of the best. I like Star Wars. Kyle Katarn. Thank you. That sounds so familiar. Yeah, you've definitely heard of Kyle Katarn. He was like everyone's favorite Legends character from for decades. Cool guy. Wait, was he in um shit? Jedi Fallen Order? No. No. It was an old one Outcast. where you, you become, you're on your way to like Luke's Jedi Temple that he like just made. Force but, like, Awakens. You, no. No. Jedi Academy. Yes. Nailed it. Yes. Jedi Academy. I think so. Maybe. It's been a long time since he's I played the, those he's games. your buddy that you're with. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he becomes a Sith and shit. Yes. Yep. This show is great. This is not gonna. This comment will not age poorly. I hope, and pray. If it does, I might actually follow through on my promises. Mother, mother, yes, mother. Well, I read a book. Colin, Colin, he read a book. I read a book. Did you know he read a book? Tell us about the book. I so I think I mentioned it last week. I worked with Colin for one day, and he got to see the inside of my locker where there's like seven books hanging out. Just I know. Playing. I was like, "Wow, why didn't I think of that?" <laughs> you I've guys got, have lockers. I've got the rainy day book. I've got the boring day book. I got the busy day book. I've got the. <laughs> the yeah, the busy day book is just the cover of a book. Yeah, <laughs> it's just a book of covers that I go, "Ooh, pretty cover." It's that uh, Dear Detective by Lee Bermejo. <laughs> uh, what you read? I read Scarlet Witch, the complete collection by James Robinson. <gasps> this collects the 2016 run, uh, issues 1 through 15, and then a Doctor Strange Last Days of Magic snippet, I guess. I'll get to that in a minute. <clears throat> there is a different artistic creative team for every single issue. Oh boy. It is the same writer, but different art. Artists for every issue. Uh, and I mean that as in art, pencils and inks and colors are different people every single time. This book is a hot mess. <laughs> I, uh, I've mentioned before, I read the first issue a long, long time ago when I had uh, the subscription to Marvel. Not the last time, but like the time before that. And, uh, there was I a time before. I didn't. The time before, the time of time. There's the land before time. time. Yeah, exactly. Dinosaurs. Dinosaurs are bad. They deserve to die. Um, 
I didn't like the first issue when I read it way, way back when. And then I was like, you know what? It's been such a long time. I will get the book because it's on sale. I'll get to that later. And uh, I'll give it a try. And it was terrible. They retcon uh, Scarlet, Scarlet, which is a uh, backstory and who fathered her and all of those things. And she meets her mom. And uh, Agatha Harkness is very, very old, oddly written. She's dead and is just a ghost that hangs out with Scarlet mm -hmm. Witch. And her character it's like behaves differently through the issue. Sometimes she's dark and cranky and is like, I want to die, but she is dead. Like, just Eeyore, like that. And then other times she's just, like, the... La second to last issue, she's cracking jokes through the penultimate fight. And it was like, everybody is asking her to please shut up. And she won't. She's just cracking these dumbass jokes. And it's terrible. <sighs> Basically, this run is Scarlet Witch goes on a bunch of adventures. Uh, she goes to Japan. She goes to Ireland. She goes to um, a bunch of different places like that. So this is... When she's basically in, like, a self-imposed exile, right? I think so. Okay. It Just ends with her Trying to place like, the timeline. I want to be back in the Avengers, which was very dumb. It felt like the run got canceled finally, and they just had to do something with it. Um, because they had just brought back Agatha. It was like, Agatha's alive, and the comic run is canceled. <laughs> Ooh. Um... I guess the best thing about this is uh, the Witch's Road. It's some magical portal land that she can go on and adventures with and hunt down magical bad guys and kill them and whatever and try to nurse magic back to health or something. Uh, that was interesting. It started off on the Ireland adventure and went on for three issues and uh, it kind of felt like a Doctor Strange vibe to the Witch's Road and that's how she meets her mom who is also dead. Um, I don't know, the changing artwork worked for that because it was a stark contrast from reality, quote-unquote, to The Witch's Road. Uh, but the, the changing artwork really killed me uh, from issue to issue just because Scarlet Witch looked completely different with every issue. But that means Mommy has lots of outfits. Uh -uh. All the same outfit, but like different, different face. face, different yeah. body proportions, very, very different person in between issues. Hmm. Uh, there were a lot of double page splashes that made it really hard to tell what bubble to read next. It's pretty poorly laid out and hard to read, um, but it kind of doesn't matter because I was not interested. Uh, there was an issue with a Civil War II crossover where Ew. Pietro or whatever his name is interrupts her while she's doing hot yoga not not yoga not not sweaty yoga but she's hot and doing yoga and uh they have an argument because it's civil war and it's just like full moon time to argue with everybody and i completely skipped that issue and he was brought back yeah that's the one uh <laughs> i was looking leave it to colin to find a booba <laughs> uh they bring him back for a second in the penultimate fight at the end and it was dumb and gay <sighs> It was just, for having the same writer, it was extremely choppy. There was no cohesion. Maybe he's just a shitty writer. 
It, or she, or they. It's a duder. It's a dude. He sucks. It felt like, at the very least, the writing should have been cohesive. And there was a point to the story. But no, it was pretty much just, she goes on adventures, she exercises a demon, and then she flies away and does another adventure in the next issue. And it's just... Hmm. Ugh. Weird. Not good. How much you buy? Uh, I got it for half price. So half of 35 is like uh, 15-ish, 17-ish, something like that. 17, 15? Wow. I can math. That's how numbers work. Yeah! Says the guy that gave me shit last week for saying counting is adding. It is. Counting is adding. And that he couldn't do that. I can't do that. Where'd you buy it? Great question. Counting is adding? Yeah, because you add one. Yeah, you're always adding one. You two ganged up on me about this one. Don't you recount. Did we talk about Recount your yes. statement. Did I also agree with you? Yes. I that, believe... That checks out. I bought this at... Stairway to Heaven. Bull Moose. I think it was Newbury Comics. No, oh, Newbury. Haven't been to Newbury in a while. Never been. It's not half bad. They got a lot of weeb shit. You'd like it. Yeah. I will take you there. Okay. Because it's got so much weed shit. They got a weird. They got an. It's weird. It's not eclectic. Like like stairways. I would stairways. I would say eclectic. Yes. Um, Newbury is like it's um, a wide variety with very little cohesion between any of them. Okay. Yeah. Um, it's kind of also like the hot topic of comics. That's what I was about to say. Is it simultaneously kind like Newbury is kind of eclectic, but it's also a chain store. But they do have a very weird array of books. But they're also basically just a big two. It's very weird. It's like. Their sales aren't really that great unless you have things that you want to buy and then you can make it work. It's usually just their clearance rack that I love and adore. Yeah. I've had very good luck with their clearance vinyl and pretty decent luck with their clearance comic books. I like comic books. How much would you recommend this book for? <sighs> Free from the library. <laughs> Oof. That sucks. Maybe 10 bucks if you're into Scarlet Witch. But... Uh... I would rather just rewatch WandaVision. That's fair. Or any of the movies that she's in. This is pretty awful. That if, sucks. If you want Scarlet Witch, I'd say go read freaking Vision's run. That's true. She's had a very turbulent history in the past few years. The, also, the last one of the the last books I talked about was also a Scarlet Witch based book, and that was also pretty bad. Which one was that? The Darkhold. It was her and Doctor Doom. Oh, yeah, it was, yeah, that was also yeah. really rough. Yeah. It's weird because she went through so much stuff in like the mid-2000s. Like, she was uh, the focal point of the Marvel Universe for quite a while. Right. And then and just since then... there's good things that happen. Like, right. good stories. And then after that, them trying to get her back to normal is Terrible. very rough. Uh, I read a book... I'm pretty sure I gave it two out of five stars on Goodreads. That seems fair. That's because it's not like Deadpool Max. That's fair. Bad. Yeah, that book was... That book seems very yikes. I read uh, Robin's colon Being Robin. Oh. It is a six-issue miniseries from 2021, written by Tim Seeley and pencils and ink by Baldemir Reves. I believe is how you say their name. Um, Baldur's Gate wrote this? No. Oh. Okay, so this one, it's a miniseries, so you know it's not going to be very important. Um, this is a Robin team-up book, kind of obvious by the name. So we have uh, all four of the Duda Robins, and we also have uh, Stephanie because she was a Robin for like five minutes. Uh, this is 
<sighs> Supposedly canonical, but it doesn't really feel like it because it doesn't mean anything. Basically, uh, a bunch of mystery stuff happens, and these characters are forced to reconcile the fact that there might have been a Robin before all the Robins happened. Ooh. There's a spooky villain who looks really fucking weird, and they're like a Robin, but with feathers. It's bizarre. Um, and this person believes that they were the first Robin before Dick. Um, it's So it's partially a mystery book, and it's partially like a family comedy scenario. Like what the, you know, we talked about the, the like, Wayne Family Adventures webtoon that launched a while mm. back. It's kind of like that, but bad. Um, that webtoon is actually halfway decent. It's really goofy, but it does, it's all right, you know? This is like that, but not good. Um, basically, all of the characters are the most generic and stereotypical they've ever been. It, this is, like, hardcore regression. Jason is violent, an asshole, and crazy. Nice. Damien is a little shit that you want to beat the crap out of. Dick is hot. And Tim exists. Like, this is the one of the worst... There's a handful of decent lines here and there, but this is the most, like, a 12-year-old wrote this type of feeling. Um, this, this feels kind of like Tumblr fanfiction type stuff. Yikes. Which is not the first time I've said that about Tim Seeley's writing. I'm sorry. Um... I was really looking forward to this because I've wanted a Robin team-up book for a while. I was I was really excited for this to get wrapped up, um, and it just did not go very well. It's it's very surface level. It has like a decade, fifteen to a decade to fifteen year old like understanding of where these characters are as people. Um, a lot of writers, pretty recently especially, have really done a lot of work on developing these characters beyond their most generic versions. Like Damien is a real character that a lot of people actually like now. Basically. This just was underdeveloped and not great. Um, it refused to acknowledge a lot of really recent events in terms of these characters' lives, especially, like I said, Jason and Damien, I think, were the worst in this. Um, I appreciate that it tried to include Steph, because Steph's short stint as Robin seems to be forgotten by a lot of people, and I like that. It wasn't good, but it's a very interesting like development in the Bat family, um, and I like that they acknowledged it. Uh, this twist villain basically meant nothing. I'll spoil it because I don't care. Basically... Batman helped, like, one kid before he adopted Dick, and this kid thought that, like, she was going to be his sidekick. Basically, the kid was dumb and mistook the whole thing. It's like a, it's like a, it's like Incrediboy, basically. I was just about to say. It's, except it's kid. really. Incrediboy! It's that tier of, Fly like, home, buddy. It's not good. I work alone. It's not good. I'm not saying that they should have actually gone for, oh, yeah, there was another person before Dick. I think that big of a retcon would be a stretch, but... Try something more than this. Uh, the art is serviceable. It has a lot of American manga vibes to it, which sometimes works for some of the action sequences, mm -mm. but not all of it. It's not mm -mm. great. It just... I like the character designs. They're okay. They all look distinct, which I do like. They they have different heights, weights, and skin tone. They, they actually look like different people, because that's the thing, is all the Robins get drawn the same damn way, which drives me crazy. Um, Colin being asleep is basically me reading this book. It was rough. This is two stinkers in a row. Yes. That sucks. Uh, the concept was just a bit stupid, and the tone, I think, for this is was not a good idea. I think having a goofy, you know, sibling team-up book is a good idea, but I think doing that about a mystery, about this mysterious, murderous, former ex-protege of Batman, those are two very different stories. Th this could have either been a very dark, gritty detective story or a goofy family book, and both would have been fine, but it does both, and it sucks at both. Just gonna um, peel the balls off the thigh, start here and scurry, boy. Uh, I bought this for seventeen dollars. I would say if you're really bored, it's not the worst thing. 
it's short. It goes by quickly. I will give it that. But if you know, if you're hyper bored and sick, and it's just sitting there, sure. So like five dollar rack. I got it in a jetpack. I'm very disappointed. So this is one of the books that one of the first books you'll throw at your your child. Here, child, get into comic books. No, this is a good one. I will start my my child with something better. Thank you. If I ever something God better, secondly, you're okay with getting wrecked. I guess. If, yeah, when I'm, okay, like a three-year-old, sure, because then yeah. they'll rip the pages out. Right. I thought you meant, like, six months. Uh, oh, what have you been doing? I read Berserker. Finally, let's yeah, go! Uh, Which one? Uh, the first one. The big, black, chunky boy? That's Berserk. Berserker. Berserker. The Keanu Reeves book. The Keanu Reeves book, yeah. Talk about that. Uh, Berserker and Berserk are different things. Please tell me. Berserker is so... I read it all in one sitting at work, um, the like first uh, little trade. So I'm having a hard time remembering names of characters. So we'll just call the main guy Berserker, obviously, which is Keanu Reeves. And um, we jump into his story where he is on a like special ops mission and he goes Berserker and he like it tears apart this whole team and whatever. And they're trying to go after this like. Uh, important political figure, and he's rushing through, getting shot at, and just, like, ripping people's heads off, and um, you see his eyes are glowing, and but he still, like, chops through guys with, like, a gun and, like, shoots people, and eventually he gets into this plane that's a, uh, where the, uh, like, important political guy is, um... And it, like, explodes or whatever, and it, for some reason everyone inside's like, fine, but, like, him, of course, he's, like, all fucked up. He's, like, burned, his skin's melting off, his hair's, wet, like, gone, and he goes and kills this political guy, but he gets even crazier, and he rips his heart out, and he starts eating it. Whoa! Yeah. And, uh, but then he looks to his left, and it's, like, a kid there, he's like, oh, shit, there's a kid. And then one of the military guys... Eat the child! And then one of the military guys shoots him in the head, and he's, like, no... No witnesses. Bro. It's like, oh, okay. And so basically this, um, we see him, he's like healing and he's regenerating. And uh, after this encounter, he's given this pill and they're like, new protocol. And that's our introduction to him and what his life is normally like. Because we follow him through his journey as he tells us his past to this therapist, as well as he is giving these drugs to help, like, help uh, tame his berserker nature because he is made literally just to kill wow that's all that's he needs to kill he always needs to fight he regenerates he cannot die at one point in the comic billions of years ago when because he came from like caveman times when this tribe was always raided and like killed like most of their people are killed this couple that were like the leaders of the tribe like, pray to their gods or whatever in this little cave. But the husband left the cave because his wife was better at doing this. And he, she prayed to the gods, and she, like, had this vision, and she was fucking this, like, human electricity dude. They were going at it. They were banging. And then the next day, boom, giant baby belly. And then the next day after that, boom, baby out. Okay, so he's like Vandal that. Savage. Got it. Yeah, he's basically Vandal Savage. Um... Except he he has a hard time with his trauma, basically. Mm. Where Vandal Savage is like, I have trauma, but I will fix it with being a 
basically Nazi. I will kill everyone. Um, Keanu Reeves could probably be a decent Vandal Savage now that I think about it. Anyways, no Sandler comment. Um, so he tried. He tried killing him. He tried like letting this tribe kill him. After uh, he realized that after years of being used as this weapon for the, his family and his tribe, uh, his mother died because the tribe that was hunting them finally came while he wasn't there because his father wanted to push for territory and killed his mother. He let his dad die to those pillagers and then eventually let himself get cut up and thrown apart by these guys because he wanted to die. But then he just turned into this like cocoon thing and came back to life. Realized he can't die. His whole point is that he wants to die. He wants to figure out a way to become mortal. And uh, the scientists are trying to figure out how to make soldiers of him. And he knows that. And that's our introduction to him. That's the whole book. So this was written by Keanu Reeves, correct? I believe so. Who does the art? I cannot remember. Do you like the art? I do very much like the art. The art. The art's very good. Um, let's see. Give me a second. Published by Boom Comics. Boom! So, it's called Berserker, but it's spelled B-R-Z-R-K-R. Berserker. Yes. It's so weird. Edgy! Yeah, so Keanu Reeves is the writer. And, uh... Matt Kind is the acclaimed artist. Um, yeah. How much you buy and where from? I got from Jetpack Comics. I bought it for... Oh, wait, no. I'm sorry. Not Jetpack. <gasps> I picked it up at Barnes & Noble. Uh, at, like, off of a whim. And um, I think I bought it for like... 15 14 Maybe even less, actually. I think it might have been on sale or something. And um, I liked it a lot. I'm I'm going to read more because I nice. know there's plenty more. I think the second trade's coming out soon. Uh, I think it's already out. It might it might have come out really recently then. Like, I've been trying to keep tabs on it. I have I have the first book around somewhere. I just haven't read it yet, and I was deciding whether or not I wanted to wait until the whole series was done to read it. Mm. Um, it's it's fun. I like it. Uh, I think I had a lot more fun reading it than talking about it. Well, that's. I would hope. Uh, I would give this a 5.5 out of 7. Interesting. Why the extra half star? Um, what pushed you over the edge Keanu today? Reeves. Wow. And that he looks like Keanu Reeves. That is, yeah. That's basically it. I remember when this got announced, it was like, yep, so we're doing going to do a TV series, we're going to do an animated thing, we're going to do a movie, and there's the comics. It's like, bro. It's just a comic right now. Not so far, yeah. But like, because Keanu, I, Reeves, oh my because gosh. Keanu Reeves is behind it, they will do anything. It, what's so funny is I, I remember re watching this interview, and they're like, would you be upset if you weren't Berserker, uh, for if you weren't the main character, and that he just got all like... He, he was kind of like a teenage boy. He's like, he like put his hand around himself, like his head. He's like, I will kill anyone who tries to be Berserker. I, I am Berserker. It's literally me. I wrote it. It's literally me. Have you seen the art? It's me. That is <laughs> it was so funny. I was we like, will, we damn. Will, we will let you're him, right, Keanu Reeves. We you're will right. let him have this one bit of selfishness. He is allowed yeah. that. I know. I've never seen him be like, I'm like he kind of deserves that. He deserves to be the selfish about it. Jacob! Hello.
What else you got? I went and watched Glass Onion. <gasps> you watched Glass Onion? Yep. You watched Glass Onion? Glass Onion. How was Glass Onion? Glass Onion is good. It... I've been trying to figure out how to put words to it all week. And it's like... Not quite as good as the first one. I mean, that's pretty much expected with sequels. But... I have such a hard time explaining why I think that's basically a compliment. Because the first one is so good that it's like, I'm having such a hard time describing my feels about it and my complaints about it especially. So it's like, if it's that hard to distinguish it from the first one, that's just more good stuff, right? It's a workaround to saying it's good. Yes. Yeah. It's I complicated. Um... But also really simple, because the solution to a mystery is always simple when you know the solution. Uh, that's my favorite misquote of Sherlock Holmes. Uh, <laughs> I use that at work. I really... My biggest takeaway was that I really liked the literal plot devices. They, they almost literally, like, take a thing and say, this is a plot device, and use it, and say, get over it. And it's... Very good workarounds. It this sounds, is Chekhov's gun. It sounds dumb when I describe it, but you watch it and... People are going to bitch about it for sure, because there's always people like that. But I appreciate how they used plot devices. It is very upfront with everything that it has. It doesn't hide anything. There is no subtext. It is all text. I'll give you an example. They start the movie out with everybody wearing COVID masks. And I was like, oh no, please don't do the whole movie with COVID masks. One, because it's hard to hear people. Audio is very hard to do with masks. And two, it is a murder mystery and you need facial expressions with high caliber actors in a murder mystery. And that's all hidden and taken away with masks. High caliber, so like 44 Magnum? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, uh, and then they take plot device and say, you are magically healed, no more masks. And literally tell you to get over it. I like that. It's, it's very entertaining. It's very good. It's things like that that it's like, you just have to do something like that to get around this problem that is a fact of life now. So. Very funny. Very entertaining. And it hits Netflix soon. I saw you eyeballing the screen a few times. You had some, mo there were some moments. What you leaned mean? over and were like, a few times. As if you weren't doing the same. Rachel yelled at us. Spencer's <laughs> dominatrix yelled at us. She's like, oh, you missed the really hot one walking on screen in her swimsuit. We're like, no, we didn't. Like, in stereo, we said, oh, no, we didn't. <laughs> she completely missed us, like, communicating with each other with heavy breathing. What I, I, what we were I having a full-blown conversation, like... And yeah, would, guys really do that. We do that. Yeah. I love that we... Because we could just be like... Or you look at her like, yeah, we were doing that, and she thought we missed it completely. <laughs> no, what I told no. her was basically, so Very funny. I was on the left, Jacob was on the right, and what I said was basically we made our vision overlap. So I was staring at the right butt cheek, and then Jacob was staring at the left butt cheek. So it looked like we weren't looking at the screen, and it looked like we were talking to each other, but we were actually just covering. It was very funny. I just stare. <laughs> we know. You would sit there with a, the empty bucket of popcorn for your drool. Yeah, I've. Uh... Yeah, I got that. I got that. Booba. Yeah, Booba. You look like a good show. Oh my gosh. 
I got, I'm probably going to watch Blade Runner when I get home. Oh, my gosh. Uh, very good. One more. And apparently we're getting more. So, yay. Yes. I need more John Wick. We're getting there. Uh, I read The Joker Volume 2, which also came out last year. Colin's gagging on an invisible dick. Um, this is issues 6 through 9 and annual number 1. So, obviously, this is the second volume of the just recently finished um, Joker miniseries. Uh, so it's labeled a Joker series because the Joker and his adventures in Europe are currently the plot, but the story itself follows James Gordon, uh, senior, the commish. So it's partially, like, kind of disingenuous marketing, but I kind of vibe with that because I think the commissioner deserves a book. But I get that you kind of have to market it with Joker. And also, they work very well as adversaries. Honest, kind of more than Batman and Joker do. Um, so, th they're still doing European shenanigans. Basically, all of this book is spoilers. Uh, there's going to be three total volumes. I believe the series goes up to 12 issues uh, before it got finished off. And now there's a, a new Joker ongoing to replace it. Uh, this is written by James Tynion IV, who, again, is one of my favorite like current ongoing writers right now. Uh, art by Gillum March. It's gorgeous. This book is so pretty. He did the, the first batch of issues as well. The art is phenomenal. Joker is lanky and kind of gross, but not like icky gross. Like he's just ugly. Like he's not a good looking dude, but they like continuously put him in like bathing suits because it's funny. Like it's, they do the, the Joker goes on a surfboard type jokes. It's really weird. Um, Watching um, Commissioner Gordon grapple with a whole lot of personal issues and, like, will I do a murder is really good stuff. Um, I simultaneously wish that the book didn't have to be deceptive about what it's about to get a book, but I do understand it. It just, it would be cool if this was just up front and it's just a, an ongoing for Commissioner Gordon. That'd be cool. Um, the, there's a lot of stuff with clones I will not elaborate on. One of the families, the, the family that they're currently, the Joker's running away from and the commissioner is trying to find or whatever, they're cannibals. It's a whole thing. So there are clones. It's a bunch of shenanigans. It's fucking insane. Um, and this is, the, this is definitely the middle section of this story. It does drag a little bit and kind of kills for time, which is a bit annoying. Um, a lot of this book relies on the uh, uh, Commissioner Gordon following after Joker, so he's seeing the fallout of what Joker's been getting up to. There's a lot of Joker being present, uh, a, a lot less in these issues than the first five, which I it, there could definitely be a little bit more. Um, and the annual issue is a follow-up. I believe it's still done by Gillen March. I might be wrong. Um, it's done basically in the style of... Brian Adams, not Brian Adams, I'm fucking stupid. Oh, gosh. Uh, Batman Year One, art, uh, written by Frank Miller. Who did the art? Who did the art? Brain, 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 brain. Who did the art for Batman Year One? I don't fucking know. God damn it. Um, basically, it looks like Batman Year One is the, the goal. It's a okay. story set in the past about the Joker and the Commissioner and Babs. It's really, really cool stuff. Uh, I hope that if they continue with these types of books that we get more issues like this. I like when annual issues aren't just another issue. I like it when it's a unique little one-shot type deal. Um, and I really David like this. Mazzuccelli. Mazzuc Thank you. I was about to get that. I'm so dumb. Um, it basically looks like that. I don't know who actually did the art for this issue, but it, it looks very similar. It has that same flat type of depth to the color. It's very simple and straightforward. It's kind of like thick charcoal lines. It's really cool. Um... This was $25 in hardcover. It's a bit much. Um, I would say a light sale or wait for the trade. The trade is definitely going to be $20, and I think that would be a much better deal for this. 
Um, I bought it at Jetpack. I, I like this. I like this. I like the first book. I like this one almost as much. I hope the landing lands well. Um, yeah. ah. I've really liked this series, and I want DC to do more stuff like this. Less Gotham does Gotham shit, and more what if Gotham characters go to other places and then bring the Gotham shenanigans somewhere else. It's way more exciting. Colin! Ask me a question. God damn it! God damn it, boy! Yeah. <sighs> been a while. This is true. This is true. But that's also because we haven't had any talking points in, like, ages. Yeah, but It's so. been a very busy couple of months. Write us a good Scarlet Witch story. No, no I'm not doing Come that. Come on, just pitch us a, a, pitch us a good Scarlet Witch story. Elevator pitch. Let's go. Six issues. I do pride myself on my elevator pitches. Yeah. Okay, so... You, I love how usually the questions are, we read a really shitty book, Colin, make it better. That does happen pretty frequently. <laughs> it does. It is one of the... More it's not that hard! It's it really... is one of the more consistent templates we have. Yeah, it's not. I... See, I'm having a hard time because I know quite a bit about Scarlet Witch, but haven't read much from her. Mm. Or, like, things that she's been in. Mm -hmm. I would honestly just keep her with Vision. Because um, that's always a good thing to do. Would wow. you have her go on a magical adventure with other magical peoples, like Doctor Strange? Or would you have her go somewhere else and do something else? Um, I would probably have the Scarlet Witch... Uh, Go on adventures with... You know, all I can think about is the Vision comic. That's all I can think about right now. Okay. So maybe something along the lines of that. And it's kind of like WandaVision, but not like she's in control of something. Mm. But like she... They're having like trouble just being like in normal Couple. life. And normal couple things. So they do adventures and have marriage woes. More of like maybe more marriage woes. I think I'd have it more of like a marriage, like relationship centered comic than an actual like adventures. Mm -hmm. Um, and it would just focus on character them. development. Yeah. yeah, instead of adventures and marriage woes, because that's like almost any couple comic ever. So just care about them, and then maybe throw in a third party. Like, Mephisto. <laughs> uh, probably not Mephisto. Probably some type of mystical entity. Some type of mystical entity. Um, Dormammu or something. God, please. <laughs> yeah, I'm so sorry. So bad. I'm so sorry. My started. eyes are watering. <laughs> wow. You're a bitch. <laughs> it's acid. It's acid. What the fuck do you eat? Acid. <laughs> I don't eat. I don't know. This one's actually this one's a difficult one, mainly because I haven't read. It's before. easy. <laughs> no, it is easy when you know your characters. Like just read some comics. That's my only issue. Is I haven't. I I can I can make a the Vision comic. That's so difficult. Obviously, Moon Knight's easy for me because I've read all the Moon Knight ones that are like 
um, newer and I guess like fixes his character essentially. Um, and then Gore is only in one like, like probably like two or three trades, so it's not that difficult. Cause there is everyone always wants to do like Scarlet Witch or like Scarlet Witch with, uh, with Loki or Scarlet Witch with like, um, Doctor Strange, which could be cool, but like, what would they even do? I mean, I I feel like, even though Mom has a lot of issues, I think the idea of that of what they're going for went pretty well. Like Scarlet Witch as like the base basic idea. Scarlet Witch is bad guy. And Doctor Strange tries try to stop her. That sounds like a good idea. Scarlet Witch as bad guy is always seems like a pretty good idea. So maybe I, Scarlet Witch as bad guy, but Vision good guy. I have theory. Yeah. I think Vision and Wanda or Scarlet Witch together works well because it's technology and magic mm -hmm. paired. Yes. If you have Doctor Strange and Scarlet Witch go on an adventure, it's magic plus magic, mm -hmm. so it's just all magic and boring. Yeah. Why not just have a solo run, solo adventure? But, like you were just saying, Doctor Strange versus Scarlet Witch is magic versus magic, and mm -hmm. that's exciting. You need different powers paired together. So, what if we do... What if Vision become human with magic and he make Wanda robot? No. Yes, flip it. Dude, you need to put a fucking cork in it, dude. Freaky, what the fuck is wrong with you? Freaky Friday with Vision and Scarlet Witch. It's gone now. I don't know what's going on you guys. It moved over here. That's so bad. Yeah, that's bad. I'm sorry. You need to open up the, the window or something. And we need to wrap. Yeah. Alright, wrap it. I don't know, guys. Uh, let's say Scarlet Witch bad, uh, Dictator, uh, Vision, try to stop Wanda with uh, sexy time. There you go. Oh my gosh. Yes. I like it. We will bring back Marvel Max just to have Vision dick. Yeah, I would actually probably do that. <laughs> I'd probably make, like, basically a hentai, but, like, <laughs> but, like, uh, like uh, no, no, what's the word? Not hentai. Uh, Porn. Yeah, I'd, I'd make a little smut comic oh about uh, Vision and Wanda through the uh, woman gaze. Oh I'd, I'd, I'd have ha Abby help me with it to, to add that uh, gaze of the woman. Okay. They're, effect called, to it. they're called lesbian, not woman gaze. No, it's... Oh, my God. <laughs> I fucking hate you. All you got right. me. You All got right. me. It's, Fuck it's, you. It's, I'm going home. It's time to wrap up. Uh, thank you for listening to this episode of the Dime Comic Bros Ooh. podcast. Ooh. I, I have a funny story. Oh my fucking word. I do. I went to Jetpack Comics and Games in downtown Rochester, New Hampshire on Black Friday, and where they had a whole bunch of sales going on. And uh, it was funny because I went with my brother, and on the way in, he said, I want a Miles Morales book. And I said, okay, I think that started with Ultimate Spider-Man, but I'm also pretty sure that he got his own run. Uh, I got my own books. And we looked at the Ultimate Spider-Man Omnibus and also the Miles Morales Omnibus. Both of the books that we had talked about were there on the shelf. And he said, nah, I'm good. Well, I get to the checkout. I'm getting my books. And Kyle said, oh, I'm so glad to get rid of these big heavy books. Apparently he does not like working with Omnibusy. Uh, and he said, if uh, I were to suggest one, I would suggest the Ultimate Spider-Man run or the Miles Morales run. He had no idea that my brother and I had this conversation outside of his building five minutes ago. It was very, very funny. 
And I said, huh, that's funny. He was just talking about that. So Kyle refused to sell me my books until my brother went and got a book. Nice. That's fucked up, but, <laughs> but nice. Wow. Kyle, you're fucked up. You're a fucked up man. I like it. It was beautiful. I love it. It means we get to put new books on the shelf. Those ones get emptied out. Kyle knows how to sell books. <laughs> yes, just shame people into buying them. Yeah, what the fuck, Kyle? It was great. If you would like to get shamed for your comic book choices or lack thereof, you can go to down, down Rochester, New Hampshire and go check out com- Jetpack Comics wow, and words. Games. Come. Uh, <laughs> uh, they have all sorts of deals going on. Uh, Black Friday is over now, but they still have all sorts of sales all the time. They have old issues, back issues, current, ongoing stuff, trades, paperbacks, hardcovers, Omnibuy, all the things. And games, and board games, and cards, and stuff, and things, and Pokemans, and Pokemans. Go buy stuff there. They support us. They boost our stuff. Colin, put your legs away, please. That's okay. so white. Yes, Colin. <laughs> so white. And um, Perry. Also, a big shout out to our patrons over at patreon.com forward slash dime comic bros. Caitlin and Jeff Florence support this show. Uh, if you would like to support the show financially, help us get new equipment, be more consistent in our everything. Uh, just be better. Give us money, you know, the way it do. Maybe be um, in the know on uh, what's coming down and, the pipeline. Yeah, stuff and things. Things that we're planning, maybe, maybe. For, for next year, maybe. Maybe. Uh, you can go ahead to patreon.com forward slash dimecomicbros. Uh, we have a few different tiers with different rewards, including getting your name dropped on different episodes, sketches, and com- art commissions done by Colin. Lots and lots of stickers. As well as access to our almost weekly show, Dime Comic Bros Happy Hour, where we talk about... Life and things outside of comic books, probably, but maybe not. And also, early access to all of our podcasts. So this uh, show, as well as Dime Gaming Bros, whenever that drops, they get dropped on Patreon a couple of days early. Uh, So yeah, go check that out. It would be greatly appreciated. Go ahead and follow our social medias for updates and teasers on stuff that we have upcoming. Twitter and Instagram, go find them. Uh, Next Next week, week. we will be discussing... (laughs) The Guardian, <laughs> we will be discussing uh, Wolverine, Black, White, and Blood, as well as the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special, and some talking points. So, Colin, go read more books. We will have lots of fun next week. He hit me. Very gay and very not okay. I, I kind of take that back. You can live your life however you want. I don't like You can just clip the whole thing out. He <laughs> 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 gave me a little look when you did that. That's a little treat. <laughs> okay, so we have Scarlet Witch. Yeah, to talk to the microphone, please. I know, I'm thinking. Okay. Microphone, you could suck my dick. Um... <laughs> Not accost my microphone. <laughs> All right.